Well, welcome everybody to this uh, first episode of the new year for me, 2022 of Like It or Not with Big Ben Shady. I am your host, Big Ben Shady, and tonight coming to you down from the stable. We are going to talk tonight, we're going to just get into something a little serious. Life happening and crazy, crazy time for myself right now and my family and everything and just trying to get through everything right now. Um, before I get into that, though, I'm going to say uh, check out my social media, regular Facebook, Ben Marcheski, Benjela12 on Twitter, Instagram, the Polish guy you love to hate, Snapchat, Big Papa Ben 78 TikTok also, too. Um, I'm going to talk today, get, get into a serious conversation topic, what's been going on. I've been away a little bit, but I'm back. Hopefully be back with some uh, episodes for the new year here, 2022. And um, I'm going to talk today a little bit, uh, just all seriousness, going to talk about the COVID vaccine, or not the COVID vaccine, going to talk about COVID in general, and that and that COVID, COVID has uh, hit home for us and here in the family. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll excuse me here while I talk and do the show and that, but most likely, uh, my daughter will be coming down here. You'll be hearing her being noisy and playing on her tablet. So excuse the background noise once she enters the room, my daughter, Amelia. But, um, here tonight here at the stable and, um, I'm going to start talking in general of, uh, COVID. So... I had my time for my Christmas shutdown from my job. I enjoyed my time off. I had like 12 days off of work. Uh, COVID hit. COVID hit myself, hit me, targeted me, and hit my wife. Um, it is no joke, man. This COVID this shit is real. And uh, it's a motherfucker. Um... Let's see, I want to start this story out. Right around the 29th, 30th, a little bit of the 31st, I um, I don't know how my wife felt, but I started feeling a little weird, you know, felt the cold feeling coming up in my nose. Like, oh, I'm getting ready to have a cold. I normally, I have a cold. And as I get a cold, that's how it starts up in the nose, which turns into sinus infection, runny nose, and everything. And, you know, then it leads into a cold, you know, where I feel my head's congested and my nose is stuffed up and I get myself a cough. But around the 29th, 30th, I started feeling a little bit of a buildup in my nose. And I thought it was going to be just a simple cold. I went out a couple days I was doing some running around. I didn't wear a jacket. And the end of December here in uh, Toledo, the weather was a little bit mild. It was in the 40s. Christmas Eve, it was in the 50s, actually. But it was in the 40s. It rained a few days. And I went out. I said, I'd be all right. Simple. Not wear a heavy winter coat. Don't need it. And that. And so I wound up going out running a few errands and everything and buying some food and just chilling, you know, enjoying my time off from work. But I started feeling a cold a little bit the 29th and 30th. I felt it on. 31st, it felt a little bit more deeper. 
not where it was going to, you know, ruin my night or nothing because we had the family over and had New Year's Eve and had food and watched the New Year's ball drop and drank some champagne to bring in the New Year. January 1st comes, I wake up, I felt like crap. I felt very odd because it's been a long time since my body felt this, but I had the aches, body ached, and I felt mainly the chills. I felt cold, I felt weak a little bit, I felt cold, I was tempted to even turn up the heat in my house a little bit, and my wife, you know, no, don't do that, you know, the heat's already warm, you know how this house gets nice and toasty, and I felt super cold, and that, on the chills, she, um, I wound up just sitting down, I'm watching TV, watching the bowl games and everything, and I think I watched a few Seinfeld episodes on Netflix just to kill some time. And I bundled up, I had a big blanket. We had a big blanket underneath our ottoman, and I bundled up in a big blanket and just tried to stay warm, and I'm just cold and I'm suffering that. And I thought, oh, maybe maybe just the way, you know, being in a house or something, you know, they feel cooped up. Maybe I need to go outside and get some fresh air and everything. And then we decided we uh, met up with their sisters for a lunch. We wound up going to Cracker Barrel, old-fashioned story that's got good home-cooked food over in Maumee. And once I stepped outside, the aches and the chills even felt worse. I get into my wife's car. We had a Jeep Renegade 2017. And um, I felt worse. And I'm just freezing. I'm super cold. I said, hey, hon, can you uh, turn the heat up a little bit extra full blast? Man, I'm freezing. I'm just, I'm a, I'm a mental wreck. You know, I'm just feeling super cold. She's like, really? You're that bad off? You know, what's wrong? You think you're coming down with something? I said, yeah, I think I am, you know, but, you know, can you crank up the heat a little bit? And I had the heats and the vents pointed at me and that, and I just felt good. And my wife started to a point, she started feeling like shit. You know, she's like, not feel like shit, but she just got too warm because I had the car toasty and she's, she's roasting. She didn't come down with it yet. And then I got over we were in Cracker Barrel, and we had the damn hour away, and I was like, oh, my God. And I was almost tempted to just sit in the car, and I said, send me a text when we can sit down and eat, and I'll come in the restaurant. But that wasn't the case. I wound up walking around for the hour in the Cracker Barrel, making the best I can. I watched my daughter. She's playing with the toys. Um, ugh, tree frogs there. <laughs> um. She's playing with the, <laughs> she's playing with the toys, and then I'm just keeping an eye on her. And then my wife's walking around looking at stuff. The sisters come in eventually. My niece was there with her newborn. We all wound up having lunch, and um, you know, and I just I wound up going over to a pole inside the middle of the store, and I was just sitting there. And my eyes were just closed. My wife and my sister-in-law look at me, you know, and. You know, oh, you know, and my sister-in-law, oh, what, Ben, you don't feel good? I said, no, not really. Something's come on me. And that, my wife, you know, she just had the frowny face. She said, yeah, you're really not feeling good, are you? And, and I said, no. I said, I'm just ready to sit down. And my body was sore, and I was just ready to sit in a chair and relax. 
And then we finally, like an hour wait, and then we finally got to sit down and everything. And I felt better a little bit sitting in a chair. And I said to myself mentally, okay, I'm going to eat something. Maybe I'll feel better, you know, get some food in my stomach. I didn't feel good. And um, we wound up, you know, eating. I ate my sides. I had some vegetables and had some uh, hash brown casserole and uh, green beans and I ordered chicken tenders. I pretty much ate my vegetables and that and um, I wound up uh, eating like a tender and that was it. And I got full and I was like, man, I don't have my appetite. And my wife, you know, looks at me, you know, I know, I know you're sick. You know, you don't you usually finish up your food. You know, you not having an appetite. Something's wrong. I said, yeah. Pretty much. And before we got to Cracker Barrel, we really, we stopped over at, uh, my wife likes her coffees. We wound up doing a Starbucks, she got her Starbucks coffee in that. And that was kind of an extra hassle too, you know, waiting, you know, waiting in line and that and everything. And I'm just feeling like shit. But we had her, you know, she had her coffee and then we wound up getting, you know, this Cracker Barrel meal. And I didn't even finish my food. You know, and I'm just sitting there like, oh, you know, I'm ready to go. And it was a rainy day. And um, and, uh, you know, rainy day. And I was like, all right, let's go, you know, go back outside again. And I just felt the outside air hit me and it just made me. Ugh. You know, it just hit me like, Ugh, you know. Got back in the car, I said, hey, babe, you got to turn on the heat again. You know, we're on that full blast. I just feel like shit. And she had that heater inside the Jeep up to like 82. And that, and we just drove back home. And once we got back home, it was a little after four. I sat myself right up on the couch, got the blanket up, curled up. She wound up tending to my daughter, you know, her needs, you know, feed her, feed her and give her juice and that and change her diaper and everything. And I just curled up on the couch with a big old blanket and that. And I was like, oh, I'm going to watch the bowl games a little bit. And about 530, I fall asleep and I just lay in there sleeping. I think I was off and on sleeping from 530 in the evening on Saturday to 12.30 noon Sunday, I slept. And it was about 17, 16, 17 hours of sleep. I slept so long and much on the couch and everything. Then I eventually, I was laying one way trying to watch the game. And then I finally laid down on my side with the blanket and I fell asleep. And I slept pretty much. And then about 12.30, a little after midnight, I wound up going to bed. I said, hey, hon, i I'm not feeling good. I'm going to bed. And she just had the sad look. Oh, okay, you know. Let's hope you feel better tomorrow. And it's a 24-hour bug, whatever it was. And that, and I said, okay, you know, and I wound up going to bed. And then I just crashed out, you know, matter of minutes. I, my head hit the pillow. I was out. Just still not feeling good and everything. I curled up in covers and just had it over my body. And it had my head, you know, open. had my neck covered and everything. And um, like I said, I slept till 1230 in the afternoon. Sunday, I got up. The aches and chills were gone, but then my head was just stuffy and I was getting like sweats off and on all day and that and parts of my leg were kind of tingling a little bit where I'd stand up for the longest time and I got weak and that and uh, 
I wasn't able to cook dinner that night for my wife and everything. She wound up working. She, uh, she took off a little bit though. She would like took like three, three hours off early to help me out. Cause she knows I wasn't feeling under the weather. And I thought maybe this was going to be another day. You know, I go to bed and then got to get up Monday. I was back to work, you know, back to work on the third and then, and it just wasn't the case. I just was laying and watching TV a little bit. I moved a little bit. And I wound up, you know, giving her a few snacks and changing her diaper. But I pretty much was just on the couch just watching football. And then, like I said, my wife helped a little bit whenever she could on her breaks. And she got off of work early. And um, I just still wasn't feeling it. My head, my head was ache. My head felt achy. My body wasn't achy, but my head was achy and stuffed up nose. And I started developing a cough. And then I just still felt like shit. And then my wife said, you know, Ben, you know, you felt bad yesterday. And you still don't feel good today. You might as well, you know, see how you feel come Monday. Take a day off, you know. And I said, yeah, you're probably right, which I did. I took off on that Monday, first day back from the Christmas shutdown. And then I just chilled on Monday and I got more sleep Sunday night into Monday. Now, Sunday night, Monday night, I didn't sleep much, maybe about eight hours. I got eight extra hours, good sleep. And then I got up and I started moving around, felt a little bit better. I was still sweating a little bit, standing up for the longest time. But then I, and then I, uh, was able to move around a little bit more each day, so and so each day, a little bit each day. My wife wound up getting some medicine for us, got the good strong stuff. She got some Sudafed and NyQuil, nighttime maximum strength. And then I was popping that like a big drug, you know, just double doses and everything. I was doing that for my time when I got sick Saturday to Monday. And I was taking a little bit even Tuesday. I was getting a lingering cough. So by the time I was feeling a little better, January 3rd, January 4th, my wife gets the same symptoms I got. She took a day, a couple of days off of work, COVID time. She got that for, you know, through the company and got paid for it and everything. And she was laid up in the chair and everything, kept herself covered. She slept off and on. She kind of moved a little bit, a couple times, got the diaper change for my daughter and everything but I mainly I took care of her I was out and about running getting medicine and everything for us and getting some chicken noodle soup for her and and that, and that night you know got gas for the car <clears throat> drink a little Captain and Coke tonight too <clears throat> and that night mainly I took care of her and uh Tuesday, she started feeling kind of achy and, you know, but then I went back to work for a couple of days. Tuesday and Wednesday, I worked. I was in my bid job. Then I transferred over Thursday to my temper. I got a backup bid for a new job I'm doing now, and I like it a lot, and I want to eventually go over there full time. I can once I get proven and trained and everything. And uh, when I went back to work and then my wife gave herself a little bit of energy to where she had to get our daughter off to school. And then she was able to, you know, change her diaper, give her a bath in the morning. And um, 
she pretty much, you know, she slept a lot too, right after she got my daughter off the school. She didn't go nowhere. She stayed home, bedridden. We were doing different things. She was popping aspirin. She had like a three, four day headache and everything. So fast forward a little bit to January 7th. She um, goes to uh, Lucas County Rec Center out in Maumee. They do free COVID testing. And I was going to get myself tested for COVID over at Rite Aid. But then I found out that the COVID test was really expensive. Not, our insurance didn't cover it, so I had to pay out of pocket. And we really didn't have the money at the moment to do that. So I canceled mine, and she wound up going to the rec center, and she got herself a test. It was a Friday, and then Saturday morning, about 2 a.m., she got the results back via email on her phone. She tested positive for COVID SARS. And she said, well, I got COVID, you know, and you had it before me. We had the same exact symptoms. You had it, and now I have it. And um, we pretty much, we were figured where we got the COVID from is we visited my friend, he was my best man for my wedding in Vegas back in 2015. Went over to his house for a quick visit. And we were just there for maybe an hour or two. And he got, eventually he got COVID. And then his sister got COVID on Christmas. We were trying to figure out the chain reaction, where it all stemmed from. And we were just over there for a couple hours. My buddy is real safe, too. He wears his mask, hand sanitizes. But he also, though, he works as a greeter at Myers store department or a grocery store and that but you know just how germs can linger and we were just over there for a couple hours and that's how the covid spread it was the 29th and i started feeling it the 29th 30th 31st and that and um but we were figuring that out so she's dealing with the covid you know the congestion she didn't go nowhere, you know. I went and ran around and got groceries. She did a click list one day, brought groceries to her door. I was out getting medicine and everything just to keep us going. And I wound up going to work and I masked up. And I fortunately, I work in a department where I ain't a shitload of people anymore. It's an isolated area. And I still masked up to keep others that I, in my area, to keep them protected. And, um, she just, she just, you know, she dealt with the COVID, the coughing, taking the medicine. She was getting a little bit of a headache. She was getting back started. It hurting her a little bit. Then about, um, it was like 11 days later from when she had it, the cough and the congestion went away. And, um, and about, and about the 15th, 16th, she started feeling a little bit of numbness and tingling in her arms and down her leg and her feet. And from Saturday to the 17th, Martin Luther King Day, the uh, sensation progressed so bad, she lost all feeling in her legs where she could not walk. Early part of Monday, she took herself I didn't go on Martin Luther King Day this past 17th. I took a day off of work again because she had to go to the ER. She thought she was going to have to go to the hospital and she was going to get admitted. That wasn't the case. She went to ER and they told her, you know, well, if it's not life-threatening, Toledo Hospital, they sent her ass home, which was hated that so much. And, that, and uh, they looked her over and they said, well, if it's not life-threatening, 
you know, we can't do nothing for you. We're sending you home. And then she just was in a grimace of world of pain. And she barely made it out of the emergency room. She was starting to lose her feeling where she can't walk. And she told them that and they still didn't do nothing for her. Oh, we can't help you. We can't help you. And she grimaced and she was in pain. She got her clothes on and shoes and she drove home and then she just was in so much pain. She barely made it into the house and she got herself into a chair. And it was that Monday. It was like basically it was the last few hours where she lost her uh, feeling where she couldn't walk. So she tries to call her family doctor. She goes and makes an appointment for Tuesday the 18th. Now she just gets to a point where she cannot walk completely altogether and she's getting scared for herself. Hey, how am I going to go to the doctor? How's my sister Chris going to come pick me up and put me in a car? And then I can't walk. And we were trying to, I was trying to help her to get her to walk and she got herself up, pushed herself up from the chair and she was going to walk to go to the bathroom on her own. And she just plop, fell over like a sack of potatoes. And this numbness and everything caused her to down in her urinary to where she couldn't pee naturally. She had to push to pee. But um, when she lost her feeling in her feet, she's sitting down, and but she's able to kick her legs and everything. You know, kick her legs and everything. But what she, what she couldn't do was stand up on her feet on her own, you know, the weight just was weightless, but it's just something that the nerves were not, you know, the brain and the legs were not computing, you know, like, okay, you can't walk, but then you're sitting down, but then you're able to kick your legs and kick your feet. So she's from the living room chair where she fell and she still had to go to the bathroom and she crawled down our little flight of steps was about four steps. She crawled down to the downstairs bathroom to go pee and, um, she uh she wound up going from the bathroom. She's like, I can't make it up these steps. And we were I was trying to push her and help her get her up there, and I'm not that strong enough to get her because she's a little bit of a heavier woman. And then she said, I just cannot get up these steps. I can't go to the chair. She crawls into her she crawls into the stable, she gets on the couch and she lays on her side. And she didn't sleep the night before, and she's kind of just out of it. Her anxiety's through the roof. She's tired. She's sad, depressed. You know, she's worrying about herself. What's going to be the future of her? What's going to happen? And then we were just bashing Toledo Hospital for not accepting her. And she's like, you know, how can they turn me away where I couldn't walk? You know, and uh, then eventually it was getting Tuesday. You know, Tuesday was here. I got up with her. And that, and, um, came down here and we could just couldn't get her to get back on her feet to get her in the car and go to the doctor. So we had to cancel the doctor appointment. She calls her family doctor and the family doctor says, you know, Hey, you got to take yourself to ER sister comes over, you know, cause she thought she was going to take her for a doctor appointment and everything. And turned out that wasn't the case. And then the sister sat and kept her, kept her, you know, going you know, kept her, kept her mind right, you know, and I'm just checking up on my daughter, she's still asleep in her bed early in the morning, and that, and, um, my wife, she's resting on the couch, she's just in a world of pain, 
She's resting on the couch. She takes a little bit. She's debating if she wants to call an ambulance and an EMT, you know, to take her to the hospital eventually. So about 10 o'clock from 7 to 10, you know, we're just sitting there. We're talking different things, what's going on and everything, how she's feeling, you know, just can't believe this is happening to her. Of all things, dependent woman all these years, able to get out on her own work, drive on her own, you know, tend to family and stuff like that. And now she just can't walk and she's getting herself paranoid thinking of the long term. So I said, what do you want to do, sweetheart? And she's, ah, you know, she's tossing herself up about going. She's, well, I can't really, I got to do something now. I got to act now because I can't can't live the rest of the week, not be able to walk, you know, you can't be able to handle it and everything. And, and, um, you know, take, get, now I can't tend to Amelia going off to school. And I said, well, I got that, you know, and I, and I did eventually. So then about 10 o'clock on a Tuesday, she decides, okay, we'll call the rescue squad. So her sister calls the rescue squad and we're telling her over the phone, you know, and she's explaining to the rescue squad too, what's going on. And then a matter of five, 10 minutes of the phone call, they're here. We let them in and they come down. Paramedics are checking her out, checking her blood sugar levels. And at the time her blood sugar was low, which was good. You know, normal, not low, but look normal. And then they're just asking her questions and everything. And I'm filling them in with questions and told the paramedics that we both had COVID. And I was quick to recover from it. And she's struggling to get past her sickness and everything. Now it's attached itself to the, you know, her body. And that, and then uh, finally, you know, they said, okay, just, it's going to be all good. You know, we're going to bring a, bring a, we're going to bring a chair in here. And Toledo paramedics come over and there's about three or four people that got my wife off the couch and got her on a chair. Um, one of those, you know, rescue squad chairs for the heavier people. And then they wound up having a brace and uh, some kind of pulley thing. And they got her up the steps and that, and, uh, you know, got her out the door. My daughter, she did, she did eventually get up right around the time they, uh, you know, come and got her, and she's, you know, my daughter's, you know, seeing everything going on, and she's a four-year-old, she don't understand certain things, what's going on, and she's, you know, in her normal, jumpy, happy mood and everything, and, uh, but then she notices, you know, she looks in, in a, in a bit of concern, okay, what are, what are the paramedics, what are these guys doing, she's taking my mommy away in a chair, you know, gurney, and everything, you know, something's not right. You know, she says, see something concerned. And that, and, um, sister-in-law gets her upstairs while the paramedics get her loaded up and everything and got her up the steps, walked through the living room. And then I'm, I'm an emotional wreck. I see the love of my life, you know, the love of my life, the person I care about so much, the mother of my child, my loving, adoring wife, getting hauled away in an ambulance. It's scary, you know. You see the shit on TV, but experiencing it in person is a whole different thing. And we, you know, now I'm thinking in the back of my mind all kinds of crazy thoughts. And that, and, um, 
this is this is January 18th now. Everything's happening, and then I'm just got concern. You know, I'm like, oh my God, you know. I walk with her outside, and I, you know, got her coat and I got her shoes, and I threw it on the top of the gurney bed. And then she looks at me and she smiles and blows me a kiss. I blow her a kiss back, and I'm just, I'm emotionally bawling. I'm, oh, you know, I'm just I'm in a world of tears, scared, and everything. And they got her loaded up in the ambulance. And then I'm just, I lost it, you know. I come back in the house and I'm, ooh, I'm crying, and that, and um, I just think of things, you know. I, I, the worst case scenario, things happen if you know, you know. I'm thinking my wife's leaving the house for the last time, not going to be able to come back. Is she going to pass away on me, you know? And um, you know, I'm crying. My sister, my sister-in-law's crying a little bit, and. And I'm over there, you know, why is these things happen? And I said, this family's dealt so much with death. We need to focus on life. We need life, you know. She's got a great niece now, you know. We all need to be here for her. And, you know, my daughter too, you know. And, and then I said, we don't need no more deaths. We had too much death so far, you know. And and then, you know, my sister-in-law's crying with me and she's agreeing with me and everything that I, after a minute, after I cried a little bit controllably, then I stopped and I got myself, composed myself a little bit and I'm just a nervous wreck going on. I, you know, I'm texting my mom and everything and telling her what's going on. And, um, paramedic says, hey, yeah, well, we'll take you over to St. V's. They take good care of their people though. They won't turn anybody away in ER and everything. And that, and that's where she was taken to the hospital that day. And um, what was crazy, though, I'll tell you guys, was that she goes away, you know, she has the COVID virus and it affects her body in a different, strange, odd way where it makes her not walk. But she goes to the hospital on January 18th, 2022. One year ago... January 18th, 2021, her father had full-blown COVID. He was in the hospital prior, like four or five days prior. His wife had died on the 13th of January. The 18th, he's had full-blown COVID, and he died on January 18th, 2021. And to one year later, to his daughter, youngest daughter, having this COVID. And that was my main thing mentally. I thought of that crossing my mind, you know. You just don't know, you know, death could happen. You know, you're talking to somebody, it could be their last day, last time you're going to get to see them, you know. And you just didn't, you know, we didn't know what this COVID was going to lead to, you know. Didn't think of anything, you know. Was COVID going to attack her body to where it could cause problems, you know. And then, no. Uh, you know, and I'm thinking the worst case scenario, and then, you know, my sister-in-law is like, Ben, 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 you got to think, think positive, don't think of the worst, you know, she's going to get through all this, it's going to be, take time, process and everything, and that, and I said, yeah, I know, you're right, and that, and I just was kind of off and on, I was crying, driving to the hospital and everything, and just thinking things, and like, you know, oh my God, what's going to happen, you know, and I'm scared too, you know, if I'm by myself again, I got my daughter, I'm a single parent, you know, but I know I'll have help from the family, you know, and 
I wound up taking off that whole week. I was only able to get a vacation day for that Tuesday, but I took report offs, call offs, and I'm applying now for family medical leave of absence so I can keep my job. My job ain't in jeopardy when I go back eventually. So, uh, she's off to the hospital and I'm emotional wreck and I'm nervous and I'm filling my mind what's going on and everything. And eventually I got done with all that. My sister-in-law's over helping him. We got, uh, got baby girl ready, got her breakfast and got her clothes and she straightened her hair out, got her ready for school and she stayed with her. I gave her an extra set of keys and told her to lock up everything and she went about her business and she went to go pick up my daughter from school later on that day and she did all week. And, uh, so I drove on to the hospital and everything and she's still in ER and she's just, she's just in rough shape. With the no feeling in her lower body, the COVID made her severely dehydrated. When she was here before she got taken away in the paramedics EMTs, she's shivering. The body's just shivering. The legs are shivering. Or not legs, but her arms are shivering. And she's just shivering. And the paramedic lady said that that is a cause of dehydration when your body starts quivering like that. You're lacking of water. And my wife felt that she was drinking plenty of water but obviously when you get attacked with COVID you need to just keep drinking yourself hydrate yourself with fluids and everything we didn't have no Gatorade where we could did electrolytes or nothing and uh she got into the hospital you know I went and seen her and everything and she's just she's weak you know she was at her lowest point on Tuesday and sat with her in the ER and they uh they did a CT scan, MRI scan to make sure anything else was wrong in the body and and then everything of that come back negative. And um, they tried to do a spinal tap in ER and it didn't take. So they were going to do a spinal tap once she was in her own room. And we probably waited about five hours before she got her own room. Well, actually, for her, I got there. No, I'm sorry, not five. It was about seven for her to get her own room. And, um, and, uh, you know, she, she got her own room, but I'm sitting there in ER and that and just talking to her and she just, she's just totally out of it. You know, eyes were closed. She felt weak. She's like, Ben, I just feel like I'm on my deathbed. You know, I don't know if I'm going to make it out of this. And she's crying. She's paranoid. She's thinking worst case scenario. And I'm trying to hold her hand and kiss her on her head, forehead and, Told her I love her and, you know, don't think like that. Think positive. Let's figure this out. We're here at the hospital. We're going to get everything taken care of. And, um, you know, we're going to get this all situated, find out what's going on and what's the best treatment. And, and hopefully, you know, you'll progress and get healed quick and get feeling in your body and where you can walk out of here and be in the hospital for a few days. Well, that's not the case. Um... We're here now, Saturday, this is Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, day five now of her hospital visit, and um, she's going to be in there for another week probably, seven, it might be seven to ten more days possibility. There's a possibility next Saturday she can go home as a discharge, but it's all depending on if she walks or not.
So we got her up in the room and then she's just sleeping off and on all day. She's just totally exhausted. You know, she knew she wasn't getting any sleep. And they come in, they give her a little bit of morphine, started her a little bit of IV, not fully IV'd yet, but she finally got IV'd the, the second day on Wednesday. And um, she was still a little bit dehydrated, but the shivering went away and everything. And they give her some medicine to calm all that down and get a little bit of hydrate in her. And then she had a little bit of juice or water cup. She's taking some sips out of that to keep her lips from being dry. And uh, we're just in there, and she just had a rough go and everything. And, and um, they finally did a spinal tap on um, Wednesday. And then the results come back on Thursday and said that she has... Um, a case called Turline mellitus. It's an inflammatory of the spine caused by different viruses that go through your body. And in this case, COVID. It's an inflammatory of the spine. It just goes all the way up to your brain nerves and your brain, you know, shuts everything down in your lower body. You know, it works, you know, down to your spine and everything from your lower body, that brain the nerves weren't connecting to where make her legs walk on her own. And she lost all that feeling. And that's how the numbness came. Um, diagnosed with an inflamed spine. And they come to us and they say, well, we're going to give you five treatments of plaza, pla, pla, plaza, plasma. And um, they started her five treatments of plasma was every other day. And Thursday was her first treatment and everything. And um, what it is is that they've got these glass jar bottles and they do like 12, stick 12 in you and they're draining you out the old plasma. And the darker your plasma is, usually it means that the body has got infections and viruses and fighting. And they're taking out the old and they're putting in synthetic. It's human plasma, but it's something else that they added in there to make it like synthetic and she made a comment joke about you know oh I'm gonna change me every 40,000 miles you know and and stuff like this she's trying to make a joke to humor herself and and um the first procedure went about two hours and she's taking these plasma treatments and then we're and I'm watching the machine you know the clear plasma from the glass jar bottles they go through her the nurse is switching them out putting more different jars on there and everything. Then there's a big bag behind her, which looks like about two, three gallons of the old plasma. And you got to visualize, if you don't know what plasma is, it looks like it's dark piss or it could be, uh, look like dark IPA beer <laughs> and everything. And, um, it's getting, you know, transferred out of her body and they had a big old bag and it was dark the first day. And, um, these treatments were going five five treatments every other day and today Saturday as I'm making this podcast out now she got her second treatment her second treatment now I noticed that the plasma is getting a little clearer the nurse says herself she says you're not going to get something expect overnight good results 
it's going to take you about the third, fourth plasma where you can start showing some signs and feeling improvement where you feel good. And maybe you start getting some feeling down in your body and that where you can maybe start moving your legs and everything. And I've been up to the hospital every day staying with her. I'm still going to stay with her. Next week, I'm off on vacation week. And like I said, I'm trying to get the FMLA paper together to where I can be off. I'm, gonna, I'm looking at maybe another week after that. It'll be three weeks I'm off work. It's going to hurt us a little bit financially, but it is what it is. My family comes first before my job. I value my job, but my family's first. This is my something wrong with my wife and my daughter. You know, I'm I'm there for them. Like, they'd be there for me if I was sick and took ill. And I lost the feeling of not be able to walk. And that, and, um, it's just, it was interesting just watching the plasma treatments, you know, going and that, seeing the old dirty plasma fill up in a bag. And that, and, uh, She's just been paranoid reading stuff on Google, which you shouldn't do, you know. If you read shit on Google and you're believing that, Google says, oh, if you don't treat yourself for this, you could be dead in an hour and this, that, and the other, you know. And She's got an older nurse that's taken care of her the past couple of days and had to put her in a reality check, you know. Don't believe on the Google. Have a positive attitude. Be strong and you're going to tell yourself, I'm going to get out of this hospital. I'm going to walk. I'm not going to give up. I'm going to fight this and, you know, the glass would be hit, you know, you know, can't be a pessimistic, got to be optimistic, you know, don't be a negative Nancy, you know, look at it from the good side. You're going to work and getting yourself out of here and getting yourself going. And that, and it just, it's like shut her down like defense is like, oh, you know, she's right. You know, I got to look at that. And, um, she was paranoid too. She asked the one doctor today, she says to the doctor, you know, now this mellitus thing, um, can it be caused? She read where it could be caused by vaccines that they stick in you. And the doctor said, okay, when did you have the vaccine? Well, me and my husband, we got a vaccine in May. Doctor stopped her and said, look, you guys got your vaccines in May. If the vaccine would have had a bad side effect on you to where it made you sick or make you not walk, you would have probably felt it within two, three weeks prior. But you went, you guys went seven and a half months without having any bad effects. You guys are fine. It's not from the uh, vaccine. What it is is that you guys come down with COVID and COVID acted up in you to this point where it affected your spine and caused you not to walk. And the doctor told her, said, look at it this way. You got this vaccine. This vaccine is still not fully capable of what it's supposed to do. People are still going to get sick from this vaccine. But this vaccine keeps you from being in the hospital for serious uh, serious, you know, sickness, health-wise, and death. And the doctor told her, he said, if you wouldn't have gotten this vaccine and you would have got this COVID, with your condition, she's also, too, she's borderline diabetic. And they had to give her some steroids and insulin a little bit, too, because her blood sugars were a little high in that, and they were giving her a steroid to help fight all this. 
and her blood sugar levels are high. Now they're monitoring her for this. And, um, damn. Um, and, um, he just basically said, you know, if you didn't have this vaccine with your diabetes history, this could have killed you. And then, you know, my wife, whoa, you know. And then, for me too, I'm thankful that the vaccine, I took the vaccine. Wasn't a believer of the vaccine at first, but I got into the vaccine and said, might as well. Me and her won't be eligible for boosters until May. It's got to be three months prior to our COVID in January. So we ain't going to be able to go get it till May. And I just think if I didn't have the vaccine and I got hit with the COVID, it could have maybe put me in her spot in the hospital where it could have taken her life, you know, had us not been vaccinated, you know. And for me, I'm very fortunate. I'm lucky in my strong immune system has uh, kept me, kept me sidelined for three and a half days pretty much. The serious sickness for me had me three and a half days. So, so that's where we're at now. She took two plasma treatments. And, um, she's got three more. It's going to be every other day. Monday will be her third. Wednesday will be her fourth. And Friday will be the fifth. And we'll see where we're at progressively. We're looking at plan B. She's looking at plan B, but I'm there to help her. We're looking at plan B for her to get herself into physical therapy. If this treatments don't work, if she's not able to walk right away, you know, I mean, if it's a miraculous heal and quickness to where she could walk out of there on her own Friday, you know, that'd be all said and done. But she's still looking into doing physical therapy if she knows that she's not fully going to be recovered. She wants the physical therapy where she can learn to walk again, able to uh, take care of things, take care of our daughter while I go back to work and, um, you know, just help her with life in general. And now they all, she feels like this is a scare for her diabetes. You know, we're both junk food eaters and pig out on everything. And we always talked about that, you know, God, you know, she's like, oh, Lord, I hope I don't get diabetes. She's got the family history of it. Now, with all this happening with COVID and her diabetes, now she's taking this seriously. And I plan to take this seriously. I'm going to be there for her to help support her. And then both of us is going to have to make a way of living and change, you know, change of living and improve ourselves. Not eat the junk food for myself. I don't have no history of diabetes in my family. But I'm not going to go gorge myself with a shitload of sugar and everything. And the bad foods where it could make me a diabetic. And that, but, um, but I want to, you know, I told her, I said, I'm here to support you. I love you. You know that I'm going to take care of you and I'm going to make health improvements in my life and watch what I eat and lay off the pop. And we got to get ourselves walking again, like we did when we first dated and everything. And she agreed with that. Yeah. You know, it's true. You know, and thinking back how we were skinny when we first both met each other. And back in the day, I was even thought that I was still heavy set, you know, but I look at myself back then to now I'm 
I was super skinny, which was crazy, you know. And I, and I know I need to drop about 60, 70 pounds, honestly. A good ideal weight for me would be 240, 250. Feel good about myself, feel healthy and happier. You know, even if I got skinnier than that, but I don't feel like I need to lose 100 pounds. That could be a whole nother year, you know. But, you know, we're just going to both take ourselves, treat treat this seriously, you know. Start eating right. She's going to lay off the sugars and do things sugar-free and try to lay off the white bread and everything and get herself on a diet. And she was talking about this summer doing the gastric bypass. And that may be a way, you know, a sign saying, you know, don't do that, you know. Start taking care of yourself health-wise. You can lose this weight by diet and exercise, you know, not doing the quick, simple stomach reduction and everything like that. And she's, you know... You know, it might alter everything together, all together, to where she won't do that now, where she'll have to diet and exercise, and, you know, we'll get out in the neighborhood and walk, and go to the parks and walk, and, and that, whew, tree frog. Um, you know, just take herself, you know, take better care of our health, you know. Now I'm fortunate, you know, nothing's happened to me yet, health-wise. I've been good, good, good to go, and, and and this has been a long week with her going to the hospital Tuesday and her still being in here tonight, Saturday night. I'm uh, here at the house with my daughter, and my daughter's been getting picked up from school for my sister-in-law every day, and she she has taken her to her house the other side of town and I've gone to get my daughter after I visit my wife from the hospital and then we're home our little bit of time together um you know our little bit of time together and then we go to bed at a certain time then we get up you know go do it all over again this week was you know getting her off ready to school I had a couple days I struggled to where I had to get her hair tied up and prettied up so where she can have the hair out of her face and don't look all mangly and comb, you know, needs a comb over and that. And I'm, I'm trying to do that, brush her hair out. And it's tough, but it's a, it's a battle, you know, because my wife did everything while I was working, getting my daughter off to school and everything. Now I got to learn to do this here for a couple of weeks until my wife gets better. And that and my sister-in-law's come over to help get her off to school a few days too and after like I said once she gets off to school sister-in-law's been picking her up and uh going to her house and then like I said I go pick her up and everything and then this weekend now is that my mom is taking over for today and tomorrow and possibly on Monday my daughter and I have school on Monday to where she could watch her and tend to her and she did tonight first night was good and everything and fed her good and give her a bath and played with her and she had her toys out at the house my parents house and got her situated and she seemed happy and content and she just was doing her own little thing she's happy when I come and picked her up and we went back and and that and um 
As regards to my wife, too, everything's been good these past couple days, Thursday, Friday. She's been alert. She's been eating. The IVs have been going through her system. She's video chatted with her sisters. The sisters came up and visited her. She had her uncle visit her today. My mom went up and visited her last night. She's been messaging people on Facebook Messenger and telling people what's going on. I've been updating the fine folks on Facebook, too, letting everybody know what's going on. And that, and, um, she's alert. Like I said, she's in good spirits. Yeah, the nurses helped her clean up yesterday. Uh, Bathroom-wise, she's got to have a bedpan. You know how that goes when you're incapacitated. Don't get no feeling down there, and... And then she's hoping eventually she'll get to go on her own. And she wants to shower so bad she hasn't been able to shower yet and stuff. And um, But she's just been alarmed, good spirits. She's been watching TV, laughing. I've been talking to her, and she's on her phone looking at different things. And, you know, she's, she's better off, you know, than what she was Tuesday into Wednesday. You know, she was tired today, her... Uh, Part of her blood was down, blood cells were down, white blood cells. I forget the name of it, it was a little bit low, which was making her tired and sleepy. And then she just figured, oh, I'll get a good night's sleep again, and tomorrow will be a new day, you know. And, um, like I said, I'm going to be off with her next week here, this coming up week, and I'll be doing the same old routine, take her to my mom, take Amelia to my mom's tomorrow, Go to the hospital, sit with my wife, be with her, keep her happy, keep her companion, you know, keep her occupied, keep her mind going, and just talk and be there for her and be a loving husband. And I've been helping a sister tonight. I've uh, did leg exercises for her, foot exercises for her, and she really appreciated that and ran her a little bit of tub and gave her warm water to where she could wash her hands and stuff and... um just try to be the best male nurse I can, you know, and that's what I can do. Be there for her. She would do the same thing for me if I was in this, her shoes and she's just sitting there. She's told me today she's thinking about her mom. Her mom got incapacitated. Arthritis hit her bad where she lost feeling in her lower body and she, you know, so many years, you know, not able to walk and doing a wheelchair and everything and just thinking, you know, oh, I'm in my put myself in my mom's shoes, you know, and, and that, and just reflecting on things in life, and, and, um, but overall, though, she's been in good spirits and everything, and, uh, I'll have to post up a podcast update, let everybody know how my wife is doing, and that, later on, you know, in another week or so, and see where we're going, and, she progresses good, and if she has to do PT and everything goes well, and got to give power a prayer too, you know. Faith in God, got to heal her, and got to get her going, and be able to walk again, and tend to her daughter, and be with her sisters, and love with her husband, and raise a family and everything, and move on, you know. It's been a trying time for myself, just like I said, running around and everything, and like I said, I feel like an emotional wreck, and I feel worn out already, exhausted, and and stuff. And some days I feel like I want to cry on the inside. And I know I got some good friend support and everything through Whiskey Nick and Nufo G, and 
and um, very thankful for my buddies there, you know. When I got sick with the COVID and everything, I was supposed to get together with Whiskey and Donnie V, and we were going to go hang out somewhere, and I didn't get to make it. That was when I took sick and didn't think it was serious, and that turned out to be when my COVID started and everything. And just crazy, you know, how this all goes. And just want to, we'll go to commercial break here. Final thoughts here in a minute. So, um, in closing, I'll speak about this. COVID is something, man. COVID uh, hits. Whether whether you are vaccinated or not vaccinated, you know, COVID is here to stay, you know. Will COVID be gone in the next five to seven years? Will COVID be like polio, you know? Will COVID be like the smaller diseases that were big back at their heyday and then eventually fade away and disappear? Only time will tell, you know. I, Myself, I don't think COVID would be something where it would be around the next 20, 30 years. I think a COVID could be around the next five years and 10 years maybe and could disappear. COVID is just going to be like getting the common cold and everything. And once they know more and do research more and hopefully come up with different medicines that even prevent COVID, something that can knock COVID out in 24 hours, you know, whether it's a tablet, a spray, shoot something up your nose to fight off the disease, the virus, you know. You know, it's unfortunate so many have died through COVID. You know, my father or my father-in-law and my stepmom passed away from it. And that and other people that died. And it's claimed, what, 860,000 Americans. You know, it's unfortunate. And then your stupid liberals and Democrats, you know, blame Donald Trump for it. You know, which was kind of just dumb. You know, I don't blame the China government, you know. That created a man-made virus, you know, and masks don't help. It prevents, but it's don't officially 100% help and everything. And, uh, you know, with just COVID just happening, you know, you just got to keep yourself, I guess, wash your hands. Try to stay away from people a little bit, but you got to live your life. You can't live in a bubble, can't live at home all the time. Stay at home. You got to get out and enjoy life the best you can. Still go do things, you know, go to a movie, go out to eat. You got to go grocery shopping. That's fine, you know. I still kept myself going and motivated. When this first all happened, I was paranoid a little bit and didn't know what to expect. And I thought, God, if I get you know, COVID and what would happen to me? Would I be hospitalized? Would I be near my death? Death? I'd be on my deathbed knocking at death's door. And thankful that me and my wife didn't get it during the heyday when we were just trying to figure out what the fuck COVID is, you know. Um... You know, I'm not be one to encourage vaccines, but it's something to look into. You know, if you wish to get a vaccine, you can. If you don't, you don't. They're supposed to come out with the COVID pill, you know, eventually where you can take the pill and it helps prevent, you know, COVID, get yourself seriously sick. Booster shots, probably going to do that come May and everything. Get, get ourselves going. We were going to get boosted up, but we wound up getting COVID ourselves, you know. And um, 
Yeah, COVID just a scary thing, you know, just seeing it affect like my wife, you know, the one you love so much, you seeing how it affects affects other people, it affects into the body. And there's been cases now, some people have got affected with COVID where it hit their spine, where they couldn't walk for a couple of weeks to a month, you know, and then once you're fully recovered, that's going to be the thing my wife also thought too. Once she fully recovers, will she be the same? Will it take her five, six months for her to get back to 100%? You know, only time will tell, you know, God's faith, you know, to heal her. And that, and, um... Yeah, COVID just for real, you know. My other sister-in-law wound up having it early last year, too, and she wound up being in a hospital for about three weeks, and she got out of it, survived it. If she would have maybe went in, you know, days later, it could have maybe killed her, too. Thankfully, it didn't. And um, she survived it, too, and she said it was a rough go for her, and she's not vaccinated currently. Whether she believes in it, I don't know, you know. But, um, you know, to each his own, you wish to get the vaccine, you can, if you don't, you don't, you know, and, uh, thing you got to encourage it to yourself too is people tell me, you know, eat vitamins and I do that, try to eat some zinc, vitamin B, vitamin C, get outside and get some sunshine, vitamin D and, or vitamin C, whatever, which one they, you know, sun, sunshine and sun rays hit you good for your body and. You just got to get yourself out there, you know, you know, just if you do get sick, the antibodies know what to, you know, fight off and fight it for you, you know, and if you do get sick that it don't take a toll on you where you'll be hospitalized. There was a couple of coworkers that were older gentlemen and they wound up being on a ventilator near death and they pulled through miraculously and they're back to work now. And, um, COVID's a mofo, you know. And I'm going to keep myself precaution for this year. Hopefully I don't get sick again from it or be in the next fall cold season. And pray that my wife don't have it either. And just got to be careful, you know, wear the mask, sanitize as much as you can, wash your hands. And um, just keep yourself safe out there, people. You know, COVID, COVID is real. You know, weird disease makes you feel like shit. You know, just do what you can, you know, to keep yourself good. Go live your life, but just keep yourself safe, you know, from everything. Uh, so that's pretty much my little story. I'm going with that tonight. Um, thank you guys for listening. Been wanting to talk about that, get that off my chest and everything. And I feel better now, you know. I was going to have whiskey over tonight, but fortunately things didn't happen with me being at the hospital late. And hopefully next weekend, me and whiskey may get together and hang out a little bit and do a joint podcast. Me and him might be talking about celebrity crushes, who we had crushes on when we were younger from the TV shows and the movies and such. And might do some stuff and might jump into another somewhat semi podcast together joint podcasts and do some stuff with him and just come up with some other ideas and that and um like i said again thank you guys all check me out on spotify and google and i'm getting close to a thousand plays too i might be jumping on for a podcast for a thousand play uh podcast special there and um you know check me out on all the 
all the places you can listen to my podcast, you know. Like it or not, I'm here, man. New year. Everybody be safe and work hard and enjoy this year as much as you can and you know, let's 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 have a good year, you know. All my listeners out there, thank you guys for listening. Uh, shout out to my boy Whiskey Nick and shout out to my buddy Cameron and shout out to all my fans and supporters out there. Thank you very much and uh, have a good night.